content in today's podcast contains information and discussions of miscarriage and mental health, which some listeners may find triggering. If you need support at any time, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K, or the National Postpartum Depression Hotline at 1-800-PPD-MOMS. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, podcast family. I know, I know. It's just been a rough two weeks with life and everything, but we're getting back into the swing of things. Today is September 8th. I feel like today, like the day after Labor Day, marks like the day of like a new season, right? So I feel like today is the mark of a new season. We leave the old behind and we move forward. So I'm really excited to talk to you guys today about you know my infertility journey if you haven't listened to part one of this content you can go ahead and check that out um I definitely talk about like my miscarriage story and everything that happened leading up to what we're going to talk about today so if you haven't listened to that definitely go check that out But today we're going to talk about my infertility journey and everything that led up to me having my precious, beautiful rainbow baby, Gabriella. Um, So yeah, let's get into today. Let's get into it today. I can't talk, you guys. (laughs) So after my second miscarriage, um, we ended up meeting with a reproductive endocrinologist and REI doctor and they specialize in infertility and helping mamas who are going through this you know conceive their babies um I think for me I feel so lucky and blessed that you know my husband's in the military and we're able to get these services not for free because obviously my husband is serving for our country. He still pays for our health insurance. But TRICARE insurance is amazing in the sense that we're able to get these services. You know, I know a lot of mamas out there, they're not so lucky because, you know, reproductive health and infertility is expensive. And it's 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 really heartbreaking because, you know, these are things that women want, you know, especially like if it's like your dream and desire to be a mom, it's it's really hard sometimes financially to go through this stuff. So I want to say that, I, you know, I always want to thank God and, you know, be grateful that we were able to, you know, get the services that we needed. <sighs> okay. So after the second miscarriage, I went in, got my DNC, they cleaned out, you know, my uterus. My REI doctor told me there was a lot of scar tissue inside of my uterus and um and when they did the um, the biopsy or you know the the test to see why I had miscarried um they couldn't find a reason they couldn't find a reason they seemed that the baby was healthy there wasn't no abnormalities in the in the DNA anything like that that can possibly trigger um the miscarriage the second one and for me when she told me you know and this is it like this isn't what was written down on paper but this is what I'm assuming um because she said there was a lot of scar tissue I 
kind of take that from maybe when we had the the abortion the first time and to be honest I don't even know (laughs) to be honest I don't even know if that place was clean if it you know I just went in there and just got it done you know what I'm saying like I don't even remember anything no like post treatment nothing like that so you know it can be just you know my body just healed from that and um and she couldn't find anything so when it comes to the finding out what the issue is you guys it's such a long process like I went in multiple times for blood tests um they did this procedure oh my god and I totally forgot what the procedure is but what it is it's they take some iodine and they insert it in your vagina and they kind of like clear your tubes to see like if there's anything missing let me tell you something that is the most uncomfortable painful thing that I've ever gone through holy shit that was painful and what it is it's this basically they're trying to take pictures of your reproductive system to see if there's any like blockage in your fallopian tubes or anything like that and for me everything was clear like we were good to go my uterus looked great um and they also test eddie to see how he's doing and with him it's just simple he doesn't go through the hard stuff he just gives a sample of his sperm and stuff like that and he was pretty good to go um i think they had like a little thing where his sperm count was a little lower than usual but not crazy you know um that's something that can be fixed through diet and stuff like that uh but yeah we went through through that and i think the most heartbreaking thing out of everything is saying that it's unexplained infertility. We don't know what's going on with your body. And that's hard because it's just like, okay, it's unexplained infertility. Everything seems good to go. Why can't I carry a baby or why can't I get pregnant easy? You know, and I feel like a lot of times it's stress. You know, we stress ourselves and our bodies and our bodies are not able to do what they need to do. But I also feel like it's timing, right? We have to go through these experiences. And when I started the infertility, like once I got all the results back, everything was unexplained. My REI doctor decided to put me on Clomid. And if you guys don't know what Clomid is, it's basically like a hormone. Let me let me look it up. I want to make sure that I'm giving you guys the right information. Um, but guys, I hate it hated being on Clomid so much so it's basically an oral medication that's used to stimulate ovulation guys let me tell you Clomid made me a bitch I was bitchy and I hated the person that I was when I was on Clomid and I did Clomid so with Clomid you can't be on it long i believe it's like three months and then you gotta go off and three months like you can't do it like straight right so for me i did clomid for three months i hated it and i told the i think we were going like on vacation to texas or something and i told my rea doctor i need a break i can't i can't be on clomid my body's very sensitive to hormone pills and stuff like that that's why i've never been on like birth control because I will be a bitch and I would not be the happiest person on the planet. So, 
you know we did clomed we tried to do like the timed like intercourse all that stuff nothing nothing worked you guys it was i think six months i want to say into it and i was feeling pretty defeated let me tell you and infertility plays a big role in our mental health in our relationships with people you know i felt like i was not me during that time you know i was just so sad depressed and you know i gotta show up to work i gotta show up to the world and it's really hard it's really hard especially i feel like at this age at you know what was i like 29 30 around there you know, all your friends are, are having kids and, you know, it, it, it's it's hard. It, it's really, really hard. It feels like a lonely place. For me, I found my comfort through other women's stories. I remember I was following, I had a miscarriage on Instagram. I don't follow them anymore because it can be triggering sometimes. But during that time of miscarriage, let me tell you, that platform really helped me because it makes you feel like you're not alone. And I think that's so important when you're going through these journeys is that we have to make it normal. <laughs> you know, this is normal, what we're going through. It's not something, some, nothing's wrong with us. You know, nothing is, it, it, you know, we're not different. We're not weird. Like, this is completely 110% normal. Women go through this. And let me be honest. I think the statistic is like one to four women go through infertility and miscarriage. I feel like it's more than that. But women don't speak up. I feel like a lot of the women that I know in my life has dealt with some type of reproductive issue. Whether it's conceiving, abortion, anything like that. There's women that are going through this stuff. But we're going through it in silence. And I feel like we find power in our voice. And and we're able to... To really push through and not feel that you're in this alone. That's why for me, it's always important to share my stories. Maybe not right away, maybe five years later, who knows. But always, 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 I always want to be able to share my stories. So that's like a tangent (laughs) that I went off of. But okay, so then we did Clomed. I hated it. So we went back to the drawing board. I went to my REI doctor. I said, I can't do this anymore. This Clomed is making me fucking crazy. Like crazy. So we decided to take a different route. And we were going to do a different pill. Now this pill, I forgot the name of it. Oh, I am so not prepared <laughs> today for this thing. Um, let me see if I Google it really quick. But this is uh, a pill similar to Clomed but um this pill oh letrozole I think it's letrozole let me look um let's see let's see let's see you guys uh let's see let's see yeah yeah, I think it was letrozole. So, yeah. So, okay. So, Clomid is basically going to help you ovulate. Now, letrozole is something that actually women who have breast cancer take, um, which is so interesting um, to tell you the truth. So, what my doctor did, she ended, put, she ended up putting me on letrozole. And she also gave me injections 
to stimulate the ovulation process okay so she gave me letrozole and then she gave me needles to stimulate now let me tell you that shit was the funniest shit i've ever did the um the needles because me and eddie it's like an experiment experiment whatever you're it you have to mix two products together and you gotta make sure you do it right so we're like in the kitchen our windows are big and bright we're trying to mix stuff i'm pretty sure our neighbor saw us thought we were doing some crazy shit in the freaking kitchen we ended up going upstairs he put the needle in my butt and when he took it out he forgot to put pressure yo i was bleeding everywhere like i'm the jeans on my rugs like it was a mess i was so mad at him because i thought that the liquid had came out obviously it didn't because we conceived gabby with that fertility treatment so a little bit of what we did so our rei doctor decided to change our pills from clomid to letrozole we were gonna do the injections to um stimulate the ovulation so it, this injection is gonna tell your body okay it's time to ovulate and then we were doing IUI. So what IUI is, is that Eddie goes in, he gives his sperm, they clean his sperm, and they make sure that they have the healthiest, perfect sperm um, for conception. Obviously, it's perfect because my daughter's perfect. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really weird. He, if he tells you his experience, he had to go into like a bathroom and give him a sample. Like, it's so weird. But we were at a military hospital, so it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah. So he had to give a sample. They clean it and all that stuff. And I had to walk from one end of the hospital to the next. So I had to carry Eddie's sperm in between my boobs. Like, no lie. This is the story, you guys. I had to carry his sperm in a test tube. So Gabby was in a test tube in between my boobs walking across the <laughs> the hospital so that they can do the IUI. Um, now, with the IUI, it's um, what they do is they take a catheter they put it in your vagina and then they insert the sperm it goes straight into your uterus so it doesn't have to fight and you know push its way through any mucus or anything like that it just goes straight into your uterus so and that was that pretty seamless painful um and honestly i am so lucky and blessed that we were able to conceive the first iui treatment not everybody is that lucky you guys it's really hard this 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 journey is really really hard and um and yeah and then after the IUI treatment we had to wait I believe it was like 12 days or something like that I had to take a pregnancy test and <laughs> you guys I'm like crazy so I take the pregnancy test and we that's when we lived in Virginia so we lived in a two-floor house and we had the downstairs bathroom, which is like a half bathroom or whatever. So I took the pregnancy test and I walked away. I left it in the bathroom. And here comes Eddie going to look at the pregnancy test without me. So he already knew it was positive. It got me so mad. But I cried happy tears. But I was still so nervous, you guys. Let me tell you, miscarriage, it really puts like fear in your heart. I was so fearful that something was going to happen, but I had to push through. And I knew that every pregnancy that I have, I have to enjoy every second of it because you just never know, you know. I, I didn't want to rob myself from this beautiful experience of pregnancy. So we did our 
photo shoot announcement or gender we did all that fun stuff that comes with being pregnant because I didn't want to treat this pregnancy any different you know so that was that yeah and we ended up being pregnant with my beautiful baby girl Gabriella um I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you guys the the birth story in the next episode because that was fucking crazy excuse me for my language if i'm cursing so much you guys but this is 100 vanessa so you're gonna get me 110 percent, okay <laughs> but that experience was crazy you guys but um but yeah that was my my journey with infertility it was unexplained i did clomid for six months i ended up doing iui and it worked the first time and like i said everybody's infertility journey is different i know women who've done 10 12 iui treatments have done ivf have done it all and still it's so hard to get pregnant and you know i really wish there were answers you know i really wish that we can figure out you know what the cause is um and you know i i have my theories and stuff like that like i feel like a lot of times it's like the food that's grown in the u.s you know all those hormones, pesticides, all that nasty gunk. Because let me tell you, how did my grandma have 14 kids? I have no idea. And she only had one. Um, so she really had 15 kids, but one of them passed away. Um, like a miscarriage, but all 14 kids she had healthy. So for me, it's like, what the freak is going on? Like, why am I like struggling? And I really feel is the times that we're in, you guys. It's the 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 food that we're eating the food that's being grown in the land that's polluted you know it's just a lot of stuff but um but I'm so happy to have my little rainbow baby um am I gonna have other kids maybe we'll see well where life takes me I like I was telling Eddie the other day who's to say that I won't be struggling again with fertility issues you know like unexplained infertility like it's really crazy but um but yeah it's real and you know if you're going through this i want to say that you're not alone reach out to somebody speak to somebody somebody that you confide in that you know that they're not going to judge you or you know make you feel any less than what you feel and just know that you know i'm praying for you guys always 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 and you know the journey's hard but it's well worth it at the end, whatever journey it takes you, whether it's you conceiving your own baby, somebody else conceiving your own baby, or you adopting, or just ending up being you and your husband, you know, wherever life takes you. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And until next week, we'll talk about Gabby's birth story. Talk to you later. Bye.